Hey listeners, welcome back to the next episode of Ladies First, your podcast featuring truly amazing and inspiring women. It's Alina here and today I'm with Layla Lynn, Chief Product Officer and Co-Founder at Ace Up and featured on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. So thank you for being with us today. I'm excited to hear about your journey and, and more about what you do. So I'd love to start by hearing you know, what about what Ace Up is and, and how you started it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, so ASAP is a startup that I created along with my two co-founders. Um, we've been in business for about, oh my gosh, almost five years now, which is crazy to think about. Um, I know that the current state of the world <laughs> makes it so that time is flying by really quickly as it is, but um, it's wild to look back and think, oh my gosh, we've been doing this since 2016. Um, so ASAP is um, a way for us to start democratizing executive coaching within organizations. Um, so our mission is actually to empower professionals to maximize their impact at work uh, and at, uh, at home through transformational coaching, which we enable by using technology and data. Um, so the kind of like short and dirty version is essentially that um, rather than keeping this really amazing sounding board resource at the very, very top of companies in the executives, um, arena, really bringing it down so that people in um, upper management, middle management, and those that are like just starting to enter the workforce or entering management in general have this opportunity to really connect with somebody who's been in their shoes and can really give good advice um, to help grow their learning, uh, or sorry, to grow their leadership skills specifically. Um, so it's a little bit different than mentorship, although there's a lot of overlap there. And why did you guys decide to start ASAP? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, so a couple of different things. My, um, my co-founder, Will, who's our CEO, um, he is the one who really came up with this brainchild at first. Um, and it happened as a result of him immigrating to the U.S. from France. Um, and he had had business experience before, like he had worked um, previously. But coming into a new country and entering a totally different work environment when you have a very different set of language skills, when you have a very different background experience in um, what work environment is in Europe versus the US, um, it was a completely different ballgame for him. Um, and somebody at work had actually recommended that maybe he should talk to an executive coach and see if he could help you know, uh, get his bearings um, with American workplace culture through that resource. Um, and it completely transformed his life. It changed everything for him. Um, and he kind of sat there and went, why is this something that most people don't have regularly? <laughs> like, this is so crucial for me to be successful at work. And yet nobody has it because it's not very affordable by default. Um, so a lot of people can't purchase it on their own. And on top of that, companies aren't really sure how to bring it in to their entire company and who to actually benefit uh, or who to pick um, or identify who would most benefit from that resource. Um, so being able to team up with Will, um, I also had come from a background of having a very interesting work history. Um, and the, the true reality was that every time that I wanted to try and grow outside of my um, immediate role and responsibilities, I kind of got the, sh the door shut in my face. Um, I you know, was kind of told like, well, eh, just, you know, just focus on what we need you to focus on right now, which is this like specific individual little box and just stay there. Um, and it was really frustrating for so many reasons. Um, so to be able to get access to a resource that naturally helps you to grow beyond 
where you are currently and really close that gap to, to help you advance further in your career and also just to be able to have you know, somebody who can actually understand where you're coming from and provide good guided advice um, was, was really appealing to me as a founder. Um, I and all the other employees at ASAP have now since fully experienced coaching because as a company benefit, um, we want to make sure that we're, <laughs> to, to quote uh, what a really great advisor previously, we want to make sure that we're quote unquote eating our own dog food. Um, in the sense that we're not just, you know, peddling some, this is a really great thing, you should use it. And then we don't actually ever learn about it ourselves or, you know, really delve into it. Um, we wanted to make sure that as a perk um, and, uh, and really truly going through the motions of our clients and being in their shoes, every single employee at ASAP receives coaching uh, with an ASAP coach. Um, and that has, uh, that's been a three-year journey for me literally as of this month. Um, and it completely changed my life. So there's a lot of various different reasons for why uh, my founders and I were able to to grow and start this company together. Um, and it's just been a continuous learning experience ever since. So I, I know that you said you started it a while ago. So now you guys have been been doing this for a while. You know, what has been the most major impact of ASAP from what you've seen? Yeah. Um, oh man. <laughs> so I can talk about it in two different ways. I can talk about it from an impact that we've had uh, on our clients. Um, and then I can also talk about it from an impact on my own personal self and like on my employees um, and colleagues. So I'm not sure which one you would prefer me to go into first, but um, I, I guess I'll go into, you know, more immediate impact on our, on our clients. Um, so we've been doing this for, yeah, almost five years now. Um, and it's really interesting how we've been able to touch different employees and different people in a variety of different ways. So when we first started ASAP, we focused entirely on a consumer model, right? We wanted to be a go-to marketplace where people could get any kind of coaching support that they could need um, and expand it not just within the professional field, but also within the personal field. Um, so health coaching and nutritional coaching, um, you know, having physical coaches as well on the platform. That's the one that most people are like actively more closely aware of when it comes to coaching. Um, but also for entrepreneurs, for um, those that are starting their own business uh, or have a small business, like having dedicated coaches there. Um, and so we were able to really impact a couple of people on an individual level, which was great, but we wanted to look and kind of think beyond that. Um, and we wanted to really focus on employees in their work environment and having the company be a more supportive role in their learning and career journeys um, at work. And so that's how we were able to kind of pivot and shift more towards being a company benefit, not just an individual benefit. Um, and since then, we've been able to work with a couple of really big company accounts. I'm not allowed to publicly disclose um, some of those just because they're, um, uh, a couple of them are um, not open to like us publicly talking about it. Um, but uh, we've really been able to, oh my gosh, sorry, this is going to sound so che cheesy. Uh, we've been able to really transform like the working culture at some of these companies from both a top down approach, but also from like a bottom up approach. Right. Um, and that's, I think really the biggest impact that we've had. It's not just, hey, we're going to go and help the CEO 
be less of an asshole. <laughs> We're going to make sure that, you know, he feels fully confident to be able to go out and talk to his employees about really terrible times that we're having during COVID, right? Having that strength to be able to say, okay, I know that this is a huge transition right now. We're going entirely from being in the office together all the time to now everybody is remote and we have to figure out how to manage, you know, 3000 people suddenly going online. <laughs> um, and having those conversations can be really difficult and really scary for, for execs that have never had to do that before. Um, but, you know, on the flip side as well, when you have brand new managers that suddenly are being thrust into this situation of, oh my gosh, I just went from, here's five people that I regularly see every single day in the office and I can have direct and immediate conversations with them to now I need to be able to trust that these five people are doing their jobs properly, that they feel like they have all the necessary resources uh, available to them and that they have the confidence to be able to come and ask questions when I'm not immediately in the room and they have to be more proactive with coming to me through Slack or through email or through Zoom calls, right? Like how do you adjust to that when you're also a brand new manager on your own? Um, so being able to really make that difference and make that impact there um, has been super rewarding for me personally, but also for our entire company. Um, and we get a lot of really awesome <laughs> testimonials as a result. Um, some of them are on our website and it's just really, really amazing to hear how we've been able to genuinely transform people's lives sometimes. So I assume that with each different person that you coach, you kind of have to adjust your approach and coaching them both maybe personality wise or, or business wise, you know, how do you go about adjusting the way in which you are coaching them? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we really wanted to focus on and keep in mind as we grew our business was we wanted to always be, um, ensuring that we're keeping that personal touch and that customization on an individual level still there, but make sure that it's scalable so that it is actually a viable business model. Um, and so the way that we really focus on doing that is in a couple of different ways. Um, so we always take into account what the company or the organization's main goals and objectives are, right? What are the kind of characteristics that they're looking or values that they're looking uh, within their leadership to have, right? And then from there, we make sure that we're only pairing the uh, employees, we call them coaches. <laughs> we're uh, pairing the employees at this company with coaches that work in a similar type of industry or space as them, um, that work in a similar kind of department as them because different departments have very different kinds of cultures or expectations on them. Um, we also uh, look to uh, pair them based on learning styles, based on coaching methodologies. Are you somebody who prefers to just, I need to be told what to do. Like I can't, I can't dedicate mind space to figuring out my own journey versus, you know, I actually really prefer to have somebody just kind of help me got like guide me towards an answer, but not really give me a dedicated path. Uh, right. Like we want to make sure that those distinctions are also actively taken into account and make sure that we're only pairing coaches and coaches um, that really feel like they could have a good working relationship together, because that is ultimately the most essential part of coaching. You have to have that trust with your coach. Otherwise, you'll never be able to truly open up and be vulnerable and learn and like accept what they have to say um, if you don't feel like there's that true connection there. 
Um, and so the last way that we really try and ensure that there is a good chemistry relationship fit is we will always recommend coaches, but we also make sure to always provide an opportunity for them to have like a 30 minute consultation or like chemistry call before moving forward with a specific coach so that they can get a feel for how the coach speaks, uh, what kind of questions the coach may ask, like what kind of vibe are they getting with that coach, um, et cetera. And all of that is done remotely. So it doesn't matter whether your coach is in Boston or in LA or if they're in France, or <laughs> right? Like you can have a variety of different cultural fits that don't have to be restrained just to like a geographic location. Um, so those are a couple of the different ways that we always ensure that there is that true personal touch and that you are still working towards the kind of goals that um, and objectives that the company kind of has in mind for what they would like their leadership profile to, to contain. But it's still always focused around what are your individual needs and how do you learn best so that it's not just here, go read these three articles and I don't care if they don't actually apply to anything that you've done today. <laughs> like oh, wipe your hands clean and that's that. <laughs> right. We want to make sure that there's always that true, honest, vulnerable connection between the coach and coachee so that they can continuously grow and evolve together. There is definitely from what it sounds like, there seems to be a, a good personal connection between the coach and the person, which is definitely beneficial in being able to, you know, better coach the person. So that's definitely something that, that I really like about it. So obviously right now things are a little different, you know, in a COVID world, but you know, on average, what is your day-to-day -day work life typically look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And truthfully, it's wild because um, what my day-to-day -day looks like now compared to last year, compared to five years ago is just so drastically different. Um, so I would say that right now, most of my life is basically being in Zoom meetings, <laughs> but I feel like that's pretty much where everybody is currently as well. Um, so since I'm the chief product officer, my main role in focus is on um, our product vision um, and making sure that our product experience really matches what our variety of like different stakeholders are looking for and what they need. Um, so a lot of the work that I do is less immediate hands-on anymore. At the very beginning of um, starting ASAP, I was like the main product and only basically product person at the company. We were only like four people. Um, and I remember I actually like physically built the first version of the platform with like one other engineer. Um, and now I definitely do significantly less of that, if at all. Um, so where most of my time really is focused on is developing product roadmaps, um, talking to different uh, department leaders within the company, um, really focusing and collaborating with engineering with regards to, okay, like where are our priorities currently from a business objective standpoint? Where do we need to shift our timelines in order to meet like certain feature development guides, um, all that kind of stuff. And then I would also say outside of the immediate kind of product sphere, I also have a lot of duties as an executive and a co-founder of a company, right? And those are going to be like completely different types of um, interactions with people and different focuses. Um, so in that regard, a lot of it is checking in with employees, especially now that we're all remote, um, you know, checking in occasionally on Slack and just dropping by and being like, hey, you know, how are things going? Um, is there anything that you need? Um, also, what for me personally, one of the really big things <laughs> that I really work on um, as an exec is on company culture and how can we continuously 
um, provide an open and safe space for people to voice their opinions, to be actively involved in different initiatives and programs? Um, how can we make sure that um, we're taking into account diversity and inclusion initiatives? Um, all of those kinds of things, because I, again, I've, I've been in work environments where, you know, it's a little bit toxic, it's very competitive, it's people getting pit against each other, or, you know, nobody's willing to actually speak up and speak their, you know, say, say, hey, I think that there's actually something critically wrong with this, and like, we really need to revisit it. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, everybody wants to look away and say, oh, I saw that coming, but also like, I didn't want to say anything there. <laughs> and I, that's not a healthy environment to work in, right? I want to make sure that as a company, our employees really, I don't want to say love working there because I, that's super cliche, but, you know, our objective and our goal is to make sure that people can come to work really feeling like their true selves, that they don't have to hide their opinions and they don't have to hide you know, their sexuality or their cultural differences or their, you know, communication styles. Like we want to make sure that you should be able to come to work as you. Um, and how can we make sure that everybody else can continue to work with you um, and your, and like who you are as a person. So, um, so those are the two, I would say, main camps of where my day <laughs> typically rests, quote unquote. Um, there's also like fun stuff like budgets fun being, you know, fantastic, <laughs> but, you know, budgeting and like hiring and um, approving proposals and like all that dumb shit that you need to do in order to run a business <laughs> is, a, is a pretty frequent part of my day to day. So if you could give one piece of advice and, you know, more specifically to our young female listeners, what would that piece of advice be? Oh man, only one? Oh God. Okay. Or as much as you would like, I will take it all. So truthfully, if I if I were to speak to myself when I was first starting out with my career, like senior year of college slash like first one or two years out of college, honestly, even like speaking to myself last year <laughs> when I was 30, <laughs> um, you know, for me, it's always, you know, the same kind of message, which is imposter syndrome is a very real thing. It's a real, real thing. And it's especially prevalent more than I think anyone else amongst women and amongst young women. Um, if you aren't really sure if what you're doing is the right thing, if you feel like everybody else is moving ahead of you and you're not uh, quite at the stage that you are maybe expected to be or that society expects you to be. Um, if, if you've been job hunting for the last 11 months and you've only gotten one interview, like it's so, so, so easy to say, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. I've been there. I, I think I had to like talk myself out of that literally last month. <laughs> it's, it's something that will always be there doesn't matter if you're at the very beginning of your career, if you're in the middle of your career, if you're much later in your career, um, it's always there. And that's okay. Um, I think that that's probably for me, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I wish somebody had told me like when I was younger, which is it's totally okay to feel like you don't have your shit together. It's also totally okay if you don't have your shit together, <laughs> right? Um, the fact of the matter is you're not alone in that. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure that 99.99999% of women have been in that exact same situation are currently in that same exact situation. And if you bring it up to somebody, they're going to tell, you know, speak right back to you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I just went through that literally yesterday. <laughs> like, let's talk about it. Um, and you know, ultimately you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right now, right now in this minute at this moment in time. And you will get to where you need to go when the time is right. Now, that doesn't mean you should just like hang out and eat Funyuns and binge watch Bridgerton <laughs> on Netflix all day, every day, <laughs> and like not do anything as a result. Like you still need to make sure that you're constantly, you know, reading up on new material or like studying and learning new hobbies or like practicing, um, you know, new, like read new industry uh, articles, like whatever, right? The only way that you can continually get better and feel more confident is to practice. Um, but long story short, that imposter syndrome will always be there and it's okay for it to be there. You're awesome and you're exactly where you're supposed to be in your career right now and in your life. And that's okay. I completely agree. I always say everything happens for a reason and the bumps along the road are crucial to the ending destination. So that's definitely a good piece of advice. And, and thank you for coming on and sharing about ASAP and about your journey. It was really a pleasure speaking with you. So I'm so glad that you were here with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Of course. I can't feel like I'm actually an adult now. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, this is impressive. I'm impressed by you and, and I'm so happy that I got to speak with you today. So, so thank you for coming on and, and for sharing about your story with, with some younger generation and, and generations to come. So thank you. And this is Alina Peary and tune in next time for another special guest.